Hello and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia. And this week's guest is a man named Dan Doty. Dan is the founder of an organization called Everyman. And Everyman, uh, it was designed to help men connect more deeply to themselves and others and really to, to the world, the modern world at large. Uh, I've been wanting to do an episode for a while on sort of maleness, uh, what it means to be a man specifically uh, today. Um, and, and Dan, I, I've been aware of Dan's work for a while, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy that he agreed to come on the show. We were able to do this one in person, which I think made the episode uh, uh, even more special to me. And, and the conversation's a little bit longer than they usually are, too. So I think... That was something we, we got to dive extremely deep uh, into into all this stuff, this maleness stuff. Uh, I'll let Dan really explain in depth what every man is. Uh, and then, by the way, that's E-V-R-Y-M-A-N. There's no middle E. So if you want to Google it, which you should, uh, that is how you spell it. Um, beyond that. Just a more broad note about the podcast. I asked you guys recently on Twitter whether you think I should start doing ads or set up a Patreon account. And it was the response. First of all, so many of you responded. So thank you so much. And almost all of you said ads. So if you are to hear an advertisement on Matt Delia is confused, don't be alarmed. That's just the way it is now. Things change. We all move forward together. And that is what Dan is helping men do. Oh, I tied that in together super nicely. Uh, so now, without any further delay, here is my conversation about men, men around men, men around women, all things men, with Dan Doty of Everyman. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. Dan Doty here on Matt Delia is Confused. Thank you, Dan, for, for coming uh, down and doing this with us. In per- I don't always get to have guests in person, as I was just saying, so I'm yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming down, man. Appreciate it. Super welcome, man. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I think the place to start is every man. Yeah. Uh, and why don't you tell us like what that is? Uh, yeah. So we have a frame for it, and we can just yeah. d- dive right in. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Everyman is it's a, an organization. We're three years old almost to the day. Oh, okay, like right now, um, it is uh, designed. the The purpose of Everyman is to highlight uh, some basic, I guess, maladaptive or uh, I'd say painful traits. Yeah, that uh, guys tend to have. And um, offer a place to uh, work with them. And so those traits are, first of all, just repressing what we feel. Sure. Suppressing what we feel is scientifically, like, clearly shown just not to fucking work very good. Right, like, it's yeah. just not a very good thing. Right. Uh, so that. And then um, the second one's isolation. And thinking that, you know, you're all alone and you got to do it all on your own. And um, so those two things are kind of isolated as... Uh, Problems, right? Problems yeah. that lead to a lot of other totally. things in the world. And so 
Every man offers a community and, and an opportunity. So it's, it's education. It's like a basic crash course in feeling what you fucking feel mm-hmm. and being able to express yourself honestly. Yeah. And, uh, the result of doing that is, um, is the answer to that second one, that isolation thing. Right, so when right, guys right. do that, which is, you know, you could call it controversial or uncomfortable or, um, new agey, whatever, whatever label you could come up with, what actually happens when you just sort of cut the shit a little bit Yeah, yeah. is guys connect yeah. and they build meaningful relationships fast. Um, so we do it, we do wilderness expeditions, we do weekend retreats. We help guys set up uh, practice groups in their communities, and um, we do online programs. Got a podcast. Um, it's a bunch of bunch yeah. of offerings. Right, right, right. Okay, so yeah. only three years. That's pretty new. How, how did you get? Like, how did you come into this? Because I feel like yeah. this is something that's on people's minds quite a bit, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah, you know, uh, any kind of relationship thing. It, it sort of this kind of. Thema- I feel like thematically it's resonant for men and women, yeah. this kind of thing we hear about a lot. How did you mm. get into being someone who is, I don't want to say solve it, but sort of addressing it? How yeah, did that sure. Yeah. So there's a long story that has to do with my childhood and where I grew up and all that shit. I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out for now because it, it gives context, but it's not the big deal. Right. When I graduated college, I was just full of piss and vinegar and, and um, I was traveling abroad a lot. I was living in South America, living in Central America, writing novels, kind of just like, you know, having a fucking good old time yeah, generally yeah. in life. And, um, and I was living in Panama and I needed a job because I ran out of money. And my girlfriend and I at the time, we figured we could move to Park City, the mountains in Utah where her cousin lived. Right. Okay. So anyway, all this shit, I go on Craigslist and I find a job ad for a wilderness therapy guide. It's a job. Didn't know what it was. Right. You know, was, I, was like, I was like reading three word, words in a row that I'm like, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is that? Right, yeah. And um, so it was right for me. And what I ended up doing, I flew to Utah and I started uh, basically like a five-year career of leading wilderness programs for struggling dudes. Young okay. men. So 14 to 19, I, I, I worked with older young men, 20, you know, 20, 25 also, but the, um, these programs, some of them were incarcerated. So kids who were sent away and locked up. Okay. You know, so thugs and drug addicts and all kinds of shit. And some of them were private pay. So got it. Basically rich kids yeah. from the coast who get sent away. Right, right, right. Um, and in, I don't know, it's like a perfect job for me. It, it's weird, but it was, it was okay. like, I, I spent, you know, many hundreds of days out in the wilderness leading these groups of young men. And there was curriculum, right? There was like uh, what you could consider personal growth curriculum, how to communicate, how to get to know yourself, set goals, just mm-hmm. basically like self-help for right. young men, right? Right, right. Um, and I loved it. And I found a calling and the sort of deeper thinker in me or the, uh, I don't know what you would know what you'd call it, but I started seeing patterns naturally, right? right. So I'd work with therapists. I work with these professionals and I, I just, I don't know, I connected with the young man. I got to just kind of be a big brother. Right. right in right. a sense. Um, and I started to learn sometimes knowing it, sometimes not knowing it, that uh, my role as the guide was potentially very impactful, right? The, ther- the therapist would come in and say, you're fucked up in this way. Yeah. I give you this thing. I'll give you this drug. But I spent all day long with these dudes and um, 
just built relationships on the deepest level. I mean, you're spending like the longest I spent in the woods at one time was like 48 days, right? With, Holy with shit. Guys. Yeah. A lot of them were 21 day programs. Some of them were 10, but you just like, uh, you develop, I developed the relationships with these guys in a very, uh, I guess, controlled and productive way, right? The entire relationship was framed as supporting yeah. them. I just learned a lot, man. And, and I started really putting shit together when, um, I started working a lot with fathers and sons. So mm-hmm. these kids would be sent away, mm-hmm. their dad would fly in, and then they'd, they'd come in. I just started to like observe and put things together. Like, holy shit. Like, I know this kid. I've, know, I've, I've been hanging yeah. with this kid for 100 days, and his dad waltzes in. All of a sudden, like, it all fucking makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. of his shit, all of his, the things he's doing. Right. And I just started seeing this, um, this pattern of... I mean, these dads were good dudes, right? Sure, they weren't yeah. bad dudes, but um, they were not present. They weren't very empathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And, and there's a lot of sort of different um, camps of, of psychology, and some of it is one's called systems theory. Mm. And the idea is that a family unit kind of uh, plays out patterns, and oftentimes these young men are just uh, expressing some of the repressed shit that the parents yeah. are dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, it's kind of an aside, but working with those kids, it lit a fire in me. It it um, I, it kind of pointed me on a path for my life, mm-hmm. for my whole life. So, and how long ago was were you doing that? I was like twenty three. I'm thirty seven, so fourteen. Oh, okay. So you've been doing this kind of shit for a while, really long. And, and every man sort yeah. of is so patterns emerge. You, because uh, what I what I'm most interested in is that w- the things that because I've read up on on every man mm-hmm. and seen some videos and I saw your TED talk which was great, um, and, and it it seems like the time for doing having especially to have success with a program like an yeah. organization like yours, yeah. the time is now. You know, it posts yeah, me dude. too yeah. and that kind of thing. It seems very present in people's minds. Yeah. This idea that okay, men there's something going on, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. that is on the spectrum from everything from like, fuck men, fuck all men. <laughs> you hear sometimes there's that sentiment out yeah. there for sure, yeah. which I think obviously only makes things worse up to like the softer thing, which is like, okay, well, something's shifting this, this modernity thing and t- classic maleness are kind of running up at odds with one another. And I yeah. think what you're doing is kind of giving men who don't know they might know something's up either with themselves or with their place in the world, potential place in the world, Yeah. but they don't know where to go with it, you know? And I think that uh, that is sort of the, to me, like the crux of what you're doing. It seems like something that men would jump at. So you're saying you've only been doing yeah. it three years. I look at the success you're having and I think, oh, well, you're obviously onto something. You it's know? working. Yeah, it's yeah, totally it's, working. It's working. Yeah. It's been a lot of fucking work. It's been scary yeah. shit to do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're, it's working. I mean, globally, it's working. Right, right yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And what, what, if you had to, because I feel like there's a, there, there's a time even in my, in my various points in my life, because I, I grew up in sort of a weird, I was totally a jock and in with the jocks, but mm-hmm. I was also an artist and was, and was doing art shit and yeah. I ended up going into the arts, but I still have that foot in this other yeah. arena of maildom almost, yeah. you know, and it, it really is very different. And if you have friend groups that are sort of one classic group yeah. and then another, that's another classic group, they're not, they don't go together, but you're floating in and out and you're sort of able to see the differences and how one 
type, quote unquote, type of man acts yeah. and how another type of man acts. And do you find that you're, I know you, you cater to all walks of life, any kind of man can mm-hmm. obviously sign up for what mm-hmm. you're doing, but are you finding that there's a, there's a, there's a kind of either quality or issue that men are running up against in yeah. this modern place and time now that you're seeing most of? Yeah, great question, man. I, I think I'll, I'll answer that first by saying what I'm most proud of mm-hmm. is that we're not drawing just liberal dudes from New York. Right. We're not right. like, it's not people with funny pants and long hair. I <laughs> right, could, like, like, That's the bread. And, and, yeah. You think it might be the bread and butter, but you're getting all kinds of guys. We really saying. are. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so I, I think the reason for that is some of the reason for that is in our approach, right? Because like as you shared, you were able to be a part of different male yeah. communities. Right? Same here, man. I was like the captain of the football team. I was in a heavy metal band. Right, I, like, right. You know, I was into touchy feely shit. Like sure. all, all of it. Like yeah. I was for whatever reason, I just didn't feel too restricted. Right. Um, and I, I do want to share this little bit. So. Before I launched Every Man, uh-huh. I kind of knew I had to do this. Right. I kind of knew this was what I was supposed to do, wanted to do, would do. Right. Um, but I had a chunk of time, uh, almost four and a half years, where uh, right before I started Every Man, I was the head of a, a hunting show. I was a producer and a director of a, of a hunting show called Meat Eater. Right. And I lived, yeah. I lived and worked in a very, very classically. Um, although it was a, a progressive hunting sure, community, yeah. right? So it's about food and. Not about like a, f- a fucked up way of, of guns and killing, right? right? right. It wasn't a celebration yeah. of violence, but right. um, so yeah, I come from that background, right? So yeah. I grew up in North Dakota. I was just talking to a dude, one of my clients yesterday. Like, what I actually am missing in my life more than anything is like to shut up and fucking like do labor. Yeah, you know, yeah, like totally. like that's what I grew up doing. Right. I'm out here like plumbing men's you know, <laughs> depths and hearing all their traumas and all this yeah. shit. And that's what I do now. And, and I love it. Right. And it's what I'm here to do in a lot of sense. But like that, like fucking good old boy, like, uh, you know, driving around an old shitty T-bird with yeah. a case of beer in the trunk and shoveling pig shit. Like, right. That's my, that's, that's who I am. Right. 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 You know? And so the reason I think we're drawing men purposefully from a lot of different communities is that um, we're kind of putting that foot forward pur- purposefully, yeah. right? Like this, um, I I have never resonated personally with a lot of the more, um, I don't even know how to say it, more spiritually oriented yeah. or some of those offerings or things out there for men. And I was always aware of them. And some of them I got drawn into and I just did. But um, I have a pretty uh, sensitive little needle in terms of yeah. like, this feels like bullshit or yeah, this feels yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I guess what I'm trying to drive to the number one thing, especially in this, in this specific realm where you're asking men to really open up and be honest and, and tap into what they actually feel. You got to fucking do it by example. Yeah. You, you can never tell a dude, Hey, be more vulnerable. Yeah. I'm just going to sit over here. Like, you know, doing my thing. And so I, I think there's like, a, there's a shift of the, of the paradigm here where is I'm not a therapist. We're not therapists. We're not telling you you're fucked up. We're not telling right. you you're doing anything wrong. We're actually just pointing to the fact that, uh, you know, this entire cocktail of history has put us in this spot where, yeah. where men just haven't exercised this fundamental human part of themselves. Yeah. I mean, we all have fucking emotions, man. Right. I don't care who you are. I don't yeah. care how masculine are, you know, I don't care like how much of what like you do. Yeah. And what you do with them is up to you. And I think that, um, I think that history has opened up a seam right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much timely. 
I was scared shitless to stand up and share this stuff yeah. five years ago. Right, scared right, right. shitless. Yeah. And I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, honestly. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I yeah. think Me Too had uh, actually. So we started before Me Too. Uh-huh. We, we did, um, but I, you know, the cultural sort of moment was was mounting. You could mm-hmm. feel the totally. you know, Trump got elected. Me right. Too is happening. You know, all this stuff is coming out. Right, and, right, right. Um, so in that way, I just think you know some kind of avenue, some kind of answer, some sort of uh, next step was bound to happen. Right. I just think we just happened to fucking be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. I, I think you're also hitting a zone where it's like, you know, you mentioned it's like there's, I think a cer- especially a certain kind of guy will will hear what it is, what you're doing in, in a tertiary sort of surface way and think, oh, like that's like whatever sissy bullshit yeah feelings whatever yeah. fuck that right yeah but then the, the you know you're not on that side of it where it's like get in touch with that 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 but you're also not doing like the the other side of the spectrum it's like you're finding this zone in the middle yeah. and i think yeah you talked about you know you lead by example by doing you're you you have a background in this like very fucking macho thing, yeah. you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and so I think that, for yeah. lack of a better way of putting it, it almost gives you this cred where a very sort of macho guy can look at what you're doing and be like, well, maybe it's not exactly what I thought, you know? You're nailing it, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah. So I, yeah. I guess my that makes it seem like my ne- my question is with these, I feel like you're. Your pop, I, I would, I guess the way to say it is that the way you're framing it and with your specific background, there's actually a kind of guy that would think about joining or, or, or looking into what you're doing in a way that they, that same kind of guy never would have exactly. done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And here's, here's what actually uh, you're stimulating like a, a pretty clear thought for me. So. I think that we all have ideas of what would it mean if a guy actually felt what he felt. Like, right. what would it mean? And, and I think the easy one to go to is, yeah, cry baby, he's going to collapse, yeah. he's just a fucking puddle, what right. a pussy, whatever, you, however you want to say right. it, right? And I'm here to report I have been, you know, for whatever, like, I never made a conscious choice. I made a lot, a lot of choices. I never set out to learn this, but, right. like, I literally have had probably multiple 10,000 hour chunks of having guys open up to me. And I'm just here to say that the reality is that when guys actually allow themselves, you know what? People around them feel fucking safer. They feel better. And they like, uh, men get to like literally uncork like all these fucking parts of themselves, their creativity, their like all kinds of shit. Yeah. 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 They're just tamping down. Guys are like fucking folded up into little shitty origami pieces. And like, all you got to do is give them a little room and right. And it's it's fucking remarkable, right? Yeah, it's not what people think, right? It is to a point, but it doesn't like. It is it is different. I mean, and that that's it's just uncomfortable, right? right, right. Like a guy yeah, feeling totally, these emotions, yeah. and so you know things like my TEDx talk or whatever like that. It is interesting, you know. We are definitely hitting a seam, and it's being uh, received well. But right. there's still a shit ton of people that see like me on stage. Right, right, right. Being open, we're like, what? fuck this. It's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. And it is. Yeah. I'm I mean, not going to back away from the it's fact weird that it's weird. in that it's new. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think that, that taking just a broader view, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's really a, a, a choice for, for, no. for men. No. So I think that yeah. you can do it begrudgingly. You can, you can sort of, you can be upset about it and, and brush it off, but, but 
you're going to you're going to lose your lane. Your lane's going to yeah. get narrower and narrower for you to move forward and yeah. it's almost like if you're going to have to fucking do it, you might as well just do it with an open mind. I love that, man. Right? And and that's yeah, 100% cuz there's like a couple couple ways this could go down on a cultural level. Mm-hmm. One is the punitive way. Right. It's like fucking stop it, dudes. You're fucking up. Right. This sucks what you're doing hurts us. Do some, you know, there's like that. Yeah. And there's like this choice option, yeah. which is like okay you know like i get it i'm willing yeah and that's like the one thing that that's the only thing it requires to to do what we do at every man is just at least enough fucking willingness to step in the room that's it yeah like you don't got to do anything else in advance yeah that that thing you just mentioned that sort of sentiment of like telling there's this thing that that you hear a lot about men is that they the fragile male ego, they don't take criticism well, yeah. and that kind of thing. And I think that with the sentiment that's out there, there's a, there's a kind of sentiment that's out there that, that says men have been fucked. Like men are, men are the problem. And now we're getting to this area where we can see that. And like maleness is, is now in question. Mm-hmm. But I, and, and I think the harder line that people get with that, the less likely anything is to be anything is actually going to change, you know, because I think that this thing that, that when, when it's jammed down a guy's throat, where it's, where it's almost telling men that their instincts are wrong, (laughs) then they're not going to fucking listen to you. They don't want to, they don't want to change and they have no incentive to do it because they're already in the box that you put them in. Yeah. And I think that I'm, 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 I get a little concerned. I think when I, when it's that black and white, when the conversation is that black and white. Oh yeah, man. You know what I mean? And you must run into that all the time. All the time. And I would imagine men, men sort of are in a way extra defended to that, that this idea of changing because they're, they've been told that there's such a fucking problem in a way. And this is a weird, (laughs) almost backwards thing. We just had a a big sort of international AP article go out and uh, Yahoo news ran this article on what we're doing and uh what you're saying is expressed like in the commentary on mm. these internet articles yeah. right there's this there's three in a row uh-huh. that i have in my phone and it's <laughs> like first of all um this is why so a guy wrote he said this is exactly why iran is going to attack you bunch of pussies the se- the second was huh. um if i knew where you were right now me and my buddies would come beat all your asses right now and then the third one was something similar right right and um so it does. It does incite this level of like, holy shit, you're fucking with something sacred here. Right. My manhood, right. my my identity of myself, like how dare you. F- and there was a, a big commercial. It was probably eight months ago. It was, um, was it a shaving company? The, oh, the Gillette ads? Gillette Yeah, I remember right? that shit, yeah. Yeah, and so again, they're like, mm-hmm. I watched that ad and I was like, Wow, that really frames men in a in a in a, like a, a place from more love and support, and the the blowback to that was substantial. Yeah, right. It was so there, huge. Yeah. So that line of delivery right yeah. now for what's acceptable, right. is I think it's widening, or hopefully it will. But you're, it's like very, and what we're asking of people is a pretty heavy intellectual lift. Mm-hmm. On it, I think. I think what we're asking people is to is to move into a, a, a paradoxical thinking standpoint where we, where we have to be able to uh, allow men the space to, to feel and these things that we maybe traditionally would label as more feminine. We, mm-hmm. If we give them the space for that, mm-hmm. we have to trust that they're not going to lose the classical manly skills too. Right. So it's breaking that either or. Right. And it's, it's moving into a, 
fuck man we're human yeah. right like we're fucking human yeah. we have all the parts and if one chunk of our parts is all fucked up we're you know not operating right. at our full capacity right, right? right so right. it really is that um and i think we're so far we've been able to do that to the level that even if um you know I, the, that level of paradoxical thinking isn't explicit in what we share but it is kind of a big ask yeah i think yeah yeah i mean the the paradoxical thing you mentioned where where i think there's the at when we're growing up you know we become i think a lot of guys sort of repress 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 and then there's this image of being a man that we have as we get older and then you so it's not like it's just been like this rolling. It's like a snowball. By the time you're in a teenager in your late teens and your twenties, that's like almost locked in place, oh, you know? Yeah. And there's this, there's this sense, I think broadly, not among all men, obviously, but that as, as we've already said, there's like this men don't cry. Men are sissies. Men are sissies. If they cry, whatever yeah. if they want, it's this, this very simplistic thing, but, and, and the, I think the nuance that you're adding to the conversation, I'm curious because you're on the ground doing it. What, what is the sort of, what does the unlock look like when mm-hmm. the guy is, is very much entrenched in this, like, oh, men don't do that kind of shit. Yeah. But then you sort of are able to, to, to show them that they can be all of the things, not <laughs> yeah. just this yeah. man thing that classically male, yeah. but you can even be those ways while being a man about it. Right. So like how, what does that opening up like look like to that? Uh, Yeah. I got two answers. The one is a short explanation. Then I'll just do it. I'll show you what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the first is that, um, a couple of my very close buddies are special forces veterans. And these guys are some of the most in tune, in touch, emotionally open, present, loving fathers, men, you know, community members you could imagine. Right. And, and, uh, knowing them and having these conversations with them, I've asked it directly and it's the, they got nothing to fucking prove to anybody. Right. Yeah. They have their, their self-worth, their, their uh, sense of self has nothing to do with some fucking facade. Yeah. They have been broken down. They've been humiliated in front of people. They've been at their worst. They've been at their best. They've gone through it all and they are just them and there's no more pretending what the fuck they're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of men that don't have that experience. They don't have the experiences in life to, to truly show them what's left after the rest of it is. And I'm not yeah. saying everybody, I, I mean this, people don't have to go through that level of like fucking boot camp or anything to do this. Sure, There's yeah. other shorter right, right. ways. Um, so that's, that's one thing I think is important. And so it's a kind of a gut wrenching quest question to ask a guy though is, you know, what is your sense of self based on? What is your self worth mm. based on? Yeah. Are you, uh, you know, if you prove you're this strong or you prove you're this smart or you do make this money or you get that, you know, beautiful part, whatever is like, is that really what your like okayness is resting on? Because right, if yeah. so, fuck, you're just like, let's look around. You're in for a fucking fall. Yeah. At yeah. some time, right, we yeah. all are. At some point, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but to go back to the direct answer to your question, like what does it look like? Yeah. It looks like somebody leading by example and actually just being vulnerable. So every, like the, the core of every man, the core of why it fucking works is because we, there's no hierarchy. When I lead a program, I'm the first one to step up and just share what the fuck I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. Right. And then when guys see and hear and feel that, yeah, they're like, Oh, 
shit. Right. That's uncomfortable. But it's not so bad. Like I right. can do that too. Yeah. And that permission just spreads like fucking wildfire. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, some of the questions we ask is like, if you really knew me, you would know blank. And so if you really knew me, you would know that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like overstressed, underslept, fucking have a dad bod. I haven't made enough <laughs> money in the past three years. I live in a fucking RV on a farm because right. we can't afford rent where we want to live. If you really knew me, you know I haven't talked to my brother in a year and a half and it fucking kills me. If you knew me, you would know that like I think I'm going in the right direction, but I doubt myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can go on and I could like, right. But any one of those, any one of, of, of like that level of forthrightness from a man is enough to kind of fucking change the whole dynamic. Yeah. 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 It's like, and when you're in the room with people and it's important to do this in the room with people, because as there, I actually think we're doing, we're doing studies on this and, um, this is the stuff I get really lit up by yeah. at this point is the neuroscience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And is this, this seeming nature that there's like this emotional Wi-Fi? There's like this switch when we, st- when we talk about what the fuck is like our bodies and our emotions, mm-hmm. when we speak from that point and we don't hold back, everybody leans in towards you. Yeah. It's, it's just like, ding. it's like everybody's, they can't not be with you. Yeah. And it's also the same secret as like a good performer yeah, or totally, a good yeah. singer or a good writer. You know, a good writer is actually just writing what everybody is thinking. Yeah. But doesn't have the courage or doesn't know how to say the, the yeah, the knowledge, you know? the wherewithal to be able to do it, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean showing it's interesting, this idea that to be a way almost just, just to be that way in front of other people, the, you use the word permission, yeah, and I think that that's a key word because people Fuck, see, yeah. yes, people people see you doing a thing and it's working for you, and it's as easy as just I don't know saying something out loud. They're probably gonna fucking do it if they feel safe enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm curious if if you kind of get it because there's the there's the whole thing of like, you know, there's the there's the concern and thing you run into about well that's for sissies whatever. But I yeah. think on the other side i'm curious if you run into this thing of from i guess instead of being the other side of the spectrum from macho men to to actually to women yeah there there might even I'm, I'm curious if you run into the stigma of like oh that's not oh, oh great men men are crying now like men are you know what i'm saying is it there? a little bit a, a little bit not it's not voiced as much right qu- right, quite right. rarely actually but what has happened, and again, at probably at a scale far less than I expected, we do have some critique of, okay, great, you're bringing guys together and they're becoming, you know, more mentally healthy, emotionally, like great. But what about, uh, you know, can you also solve for us like all of this other shit, like? <laughs> Like we do have more white dudes in oh, the okay. than right, not, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And and things like pronouns and and all of this sure, stuff yeah. where we have some room to grow and we right. will do. But so we we have critique from I would say like the more extreme liberal end, far far left. Yeah, yeah, and some of it's feminist based. Not really, honestly. Like it's pretty fucking thin and small, and right. it has come in very small doses. Right, right. right we right. do, you know, we certainly take it into consideration, and we take both sides. But yeah, so we're we're kind of sandwiched in between. Um, and purposefully so, right? I mean, organically, but purposefully so. We're sandwiched in between like the old school ultra macho people, and then the yeah, the more the the far end of the of the liberal right, spectrum, right, 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 right. Which which we can, it's going to take a lot. You know, I don't know if we'll ever. I mean, we could never make everybody happy. Yeah, we're what are not you gonna do? trying to. Right. Yeah. We're just saying, hey, we got some simple shit that 
fucking turns guys' lives around real quick. And it actually, it's good for kids. Yeah. It's good for their, for their spouses. It's good for their workplace. Yeah. Like, well, that's the fucking thing. It's, it's, it's actually good for everybody. And this thing of, 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 again, getting back to this permission actually made me think of this fucking, when I was a kid, I had these, I didn't go to a Catholic school, but my friends did. I was, I must've been like 13. It was like right around when I started masturbating. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was with these two friends of mine and I was like, I, 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 I started talking about how I do that and probably not in as graceful of terms as I just used, but I was 13. So whatever. But anyway, the, my two friends were like, what you do that? And I, for me, I was like, cause I had an old, I have an older brother yeah. and I was like, yeah. I already knew all about it. his friends. I'll talk about it. Sex, all that shit. I, I knew a lot when I was young because of that, these guys didn't have the older sibling and they were like, they clearly had never broached the subject out loud about yeah. masturbation. Yeah. And I was like, you guys don't fucking do that. It feels so fucking good. Like, what is wrong with you guys? You know? And then that was like in the beginning of the day. And then I felt like a fucking weirdo. And I was like, but as the day goes on, I didn't realize it as it was happening. But by the end of the day, they were both like, hey, man, like we do that too. You know what I mean? And I was like, dude, why did you fucking tell me? Like, I felt like a fucking weirdo all day. But the truth is like, they just wanted, they hadn't been around someone who had ever admitted it. You know, and yeah. I think all day they were struggling with like, well, he said it and he seems like he's fine with it. Is it fine? And then they were like, well, I do it. it whether it's fine or not, I do that. Yeah. So he's talking about it. It was like this weird young feeling around in the dark way of kind of like being coming to be able to talk about a thing that they thought they couldn't talk about. And we were giggling and laughing about it. I mean, we we're fucking 13 talking yeah. about jerking off, obviously yeah. laughing about it. But like, it became this thing that we actually bonded about. Whereas at first, I don't know if it was because they went to a Catholic school that they were particularly sort of taboo around that subject. But like the thing for me is like, it's, ha it, it is happening. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. <laughs> I, I was, we're doing it. So we might as well be honest about it because yeah. the thing that fucks you is the lie to yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I'm imagining what you're seeing is this sort of dissolution of, the not so much the guard that's up but like the the dissolution of the 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 fear of just saying the the truth about what's going on 100%. inside of, of 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 you or whoever the fuck else you know what i mean a hundred percent is one of the lowest hanging fruit like big things every of all of the events i've ever ran all of the things somebody speaks up and they say uh let, let me just pick something yeah like uh i'm I'm ashamed of where my finances are. Like I'm not doing okay and I'm, I'm freaking out financially. Yeah. And then like, so maybe you got 30, 50 guys there and you just do a check. You're like, okay, who else in this room? Be honest, raise your hand. Right. If you feel similarly, fucking 90%, yeah. you know? And it's just like, and that guy who spoke first looks around. Yeah. It's a, that's a life changing moment. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking simple. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the simplest. It's one. And then from that point, you know, guys aren't posturing. They aren't walking around like, oh, like all this. From that point, we can actually help each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, not even in dramatic ways, but just like, hey, man, like me too. This worked for, you know, it's it's yeah. not just this. We're not here to fix each other's problems or give advice necessarily, but it's like, it's just a more sober and sane way to interact. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
isn't it kind of strange we were pretending that wasn't true <laughs> yeah well that's the thing there's this weird shame operating men in my opinion men have this much worse than women where it's, this suppression comes from this shame of well i can't admit that to other men yeah because then they're probably not like me and i can't show myself to be lower on some kind of invisible totem pole or whatever the fuck you know and I, and i think that that i'm I, I, in my opinion this this sort of because for instance women that i've come close to almost all of them will readily talk about their shitty day yeah how 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 someone was shitty to them how something something that they wanted to happen didn't happen yeah and in my past i've looked at them and thought how they're so open about that. I was, ne- I've never been like that, and it comes so natural to them. Yeah. And I think for men, yeah. to there's that possible reaction of like, "Wow, that's impressive. How the fuck can they do that? I don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk about my shit. Yeah. In fact, talking about it is only going to make me more mad." Yes. you know. But there's this other thing of like, I, 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 I don't know where, and I'm, I don't assume you do, but but you you because you deal with this that that suppression that shame what the fuck is like the thing that that like where's where is that coming from Mm -hmm. like why why is that my experience and i think that's the experience of a lot of men where it's like well women can do that so fucking naturally and as for me who i even consider myself in touch with my feelings it's like i don't want to fucking talk about the shit that went bad because i don't want whether it's like a a girlfriend you don't want her to see you in a light that you're embarrassed you don't want to seem less than around other men you don't want to seem less than them it's like this weird what the fuck is the root of that yeah i I think that's a i think it's a lot of things but but i do have a couple that i think are are real one is that um there's this actually there's a psychotherapist based out of New York named George Faller. He was a uh, a firefighter, New York City firefighter, uh-huh. and was there at scene for nine eleven. Okay, yeah. And he he just took this strange. He had been taking his training to become a couples therapist as huh. as a firefighter, and he got inscripted to be like the on-site uh, counselor or support for the emergency workers at Ground Zero. Oh, jeez. That's kind of how he started his career in what he does now. Right. I bring him up just because he's a great figure. He's a good thinker. He's, he's got a lot of really, like, very solid. And he's also just a Queens guy, you know. He's right, a firefighter. Right, right. He's just like a dude. Yeah. And um, But he shares it really simply and beautifully. He's like, if we're going to sit here and pretend that men – didn't need to build that sort of separation mm-hmm. and lack of emotionality mm-hmm. because they actually had to go off to war right. and they had to do these, like that was the male role yeah. for fucking millennia right. or whatever totally. you think. He's like, we got to honor that. Yeah. We got to, we got to say, thank God that men have that capacity. Ah, thank yeah. God that and we can honor that in men and be like, Phew, good deal. Yeah. We got this world as it right. is right now right. in in part because of the men being able to not get wrapped up in stuff, yeah. hold it to the side, keep their shit together and yeah. do their job. Right. And I feel like that just opens up this new paradigm of it, right? Yeah. Like this new light on it because then it changes the conversation. It's not like so that's what was needed of men then. Right. It serviced us Situation. then. It's serving us, servicing us less a little bit now. Situational. Right. When we had fucking bears or armies or shit to yeah. protect our families from, mm-hmm. good trait. Mm-hmm. When we have our own repression that's actually leaking out and hurting our families, 
the wrong track. <laughs> right, right. Time right. for a new skill set. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's it. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The other thing about shame, which I think is also the cause of, you know, seeing a woman be able to open up about her emotions. The other thing that it's made me feel besides, oh shit, I wish I could be like that, is like, fuck. Like, it almost, it makes me, the the thought of it, it makes me mad. And I think shame also leads to anger in that way because it's this weird thing of like, it's not, there's no like conscious thought of like, well, that makes me mad because I can't do that. Yeah. But it does. I think that that is why we get mad. You know what I mean? Because there's this stereotype of the man who's just annoyed that his 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 wife or girlfriend's going on and on yeah. and won't shut up. And I think <laughs> that sort of comes from this discomfort. Not it's. I don't think it's actually rooted in annoyance with the other person. Yeah. I think it's way more about the person that is experiencing it. You know what yeah. I mean? So that typical male is like, oh man, my fucking partner won't shut up. Da 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 da. It's actually this this reflection of their own ability to not not shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, to to actually open up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's more about the holding up a mirror to ourselves or in the past. You know, for me myself. You know, and but it is this weird. T- now that things are, are 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 changing, and as you say, that sort of classic male sort of sweet th- those those qualities are are not what's called for as much as it used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the zone that you're hitting is like you can still that is still what a man is, whether you want it to be true or not. Men are still like that instinctively, right? Yeah. But also. Hey, it's fucking 2020. There's all this other shit that you're probably struggling with. Why don't we start to fucking address that? Yeah. You know, and you talked about something earlier too, about how you're not a therapist. You're not a doctor. In your mind, is that sort of making it easier for men to sort of come to you? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I think so. I think guys can relate with me and my team. It's not just me too. We have, we have this like amazing community of guys that are, um, yeah, again, right from across the, the spectrum of, of, of guys in our country. And it really does. We're like 100% grassroots at this time. Uh-huh. You know, we, we have had no money to put on marketing. We've done no real outreach. It's been just guys passing it on. So literally the majority of our community has come through, hey, man, I went to this thing or right. email sent to your brother or whatever. That's that's how it's happened. But no, you are right. It's um, 
it's an accessible we we've done pretty good so far being an accessible entry point and like a, a buddy of mine Aaron who's who's been a big part of this he's a he was a special forces veteran right okay and so like there's kind of like i think of like the those spectrum of men's communities out there and in some ways i think we kind of need a representative from all of them yeah, to step yeah, yeah. up right. you know like we're working with an ex nfl player right now that could be great right, right. be like Shit, if he says it, like, yeah. fuck, look at that swath. And right, then, you right, know, right. we get somebody that... Reaching different demographics. Of, of it, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Cause, totally. Um, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm the same way, man. Like, I don't... Um, I tend to gravitate toward people I can relate with. Totally, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you're, just, you're, sh- you're sort of shortening the, the, the diving board and lessening the fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> when it's like all these other people are sort of at least sim- on your wavelength, it seems easier to take that step into what, into what you're doing. But I mean, also on your retreats, isn't it like, is that what you call them? Do you call them retreats? We do. And retreats, weekends, expeditions. Right. I mean, you actually go and do this supremely like macho shit, right? Like, yes and no. So I'm glad you brought that up. So yes and no. So let let me just kind of walk you through it. So our flagship experience is called the open source retreat, right? It's a weekend, 48 hours, we do them like at this lodge in the Berkshires close to New York City. We do them in Joshua Tree here. Okay. Um, so do we do extremely macho shit? No. Uh, if you like, do we go on hikes up mountain? Yeah. Right. Are they grueling and do we like yell at guys? No. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> right, just right. kind of like have some, you know, get some exercise. And, sure, yeah. And, and again, it's that middle ground, man. So, you know. We do, um, we do, we lead some meditations. We, we do some, some movement or sometimes yoga or things. So we kind of dabble in that direction, mm-hmm. right? And we go hiking and, mm-hmm. and stay in these kind of rustic places. So guys feel comfortable and all, but, um, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't. I think, I think some of it you could call masculine, but, um, so for example, a mm-hmm. lot of it truly is these sort of, uh, self-reflection and communication protocols. So, um, this is this is what we always start with, and it and it kind of it goes right to the point, right at the heart of it. So we get guys to like either sit together or stand up with a partner, and we challenge them to look in each other's eyes and just make some eye contact, and then ask them these prompts. So like, what are you most proud of? If we, you know, what are you hiding? What don't you want to tell mm-hmm. me? All these these just simple ways to get people to open up, and that's that's sort of the tone for the whole thing. Um, but well, I don't know. Like, what would uh, the only thing I can think about that might fit the hypermasculine thing is we do do wilderness expeditions, right? Do like backpacking trips, right, right, right. right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like it's uh, more like a bonding thing anyway. It's not really like machismo on display it's not kind of machismo. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of anything we right. do. We do work with anger, so we have these times where we let guys rage, yeah. which is actually really scary, yeah, and really intense. But it also uh, like. I like to think of the the basic, the core emotions almost as like yoga postures or as, you know, we have these basic emotions and most of them, most of us have a couple we're okay with, but the rest that we're like, I don't like anytime shame comes up, fuck that. I ain't feeling that, yeah, you know, yeah. or, or full sadness. Like I'm not, I can't go there. I'm, it's not safe to go there. And anger is interesting because some men it's their default. Yeah. A lot of men. It's not. Right. A lot of men are freaked out by it. They yeah. don't want to hurt somebody that maybe they've been hurt. They've been hurt right. by their yeah. dad's anger or whatever. So, um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not satisfied with the answer I'm giving you, but, it's, <laughs> but it's not, it's not machismo. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. I, that's a great question. I, I don't think men walk away thinking that. Right, right, right. Uh, what, what do you, I, I, I mean, in a, I guess I'm asking you to generalize here, but like, I'm curious as to like, what is the biggest, what are the stress points for, yeah. for men right now that you're yeah. seeing most, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty straightforward. I would say one of the most common is it seems like I have my shit together uh, and on paper I look good, yeah. but I just don't fucking feel okay. And yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Another one that's super common is just like, I don't have any fucking guides. I don't know where, like, I just don't like, I feel like I'm going at this alone. Yeah. Like I have these like kind of ideas of what I want to do with my life or, but I just don't fucking know. Yeah. And so it's just this kind of pervasive semi lost feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Another one's loneliness. Yeah. And that one guys don't come out and say explicitly Mm. unless you ask, Hmm. but it it really is. It's, and so the statistics back, back this up. So, um, of any sector of our population, sort of 30-ish plus middle-age-ish men are the ones with the fewest friendships mm. and statistically measured the least deep and impactful, meaningful relationships. So guys usually have their high school buddies or their college buddies, but then they go on to professions, life's changed, they yeah. move, they get their, usually their part, the person or their family, yeah. and then they start oftentimes closing down these outside relationships. Yeah. This is just a common thing. Yeah. So dudes are fucking lonely. Yeah. Guys are lonely. Yeah. You know? Is that, is that, cause I hear this quite a bit, uh, the loneliness thing and, and I, and I do see it when I look out at the world and, and when I think about what's going on, but uh, is that, do you think that's unique to our time? And do you think that's increasingly true now? Because I hear yeah, that a, a lot question. and it's I, great and question. I, and I wonder because I, we we're, a lot of people talk about, you know, this being an isolated, it's easy, so easy to be isolated now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, everybody, every, everything can be delivered to you, whatever the fuck, you know, you don't have to be yeah. around people nearly as much, but the internet, especially, you don't need to go to a fucking bar to meet somebody who's yeah. going Tinder or whatever the fuck else it is, you know? Yeah. And I think that that, as much as that's serviced people's lives and made them more streamlined or easier or whatever, I think the result is sort of what you're talking about. It's this, it's this, it's this loneliness that we were not primed to experience because loneliness, if you, again, if you take the long view historically, all we've ever had is each other. We haven't had these devices before you yeah. know? And, and everybody's yeah. so into them and, 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 and I don't want to say addicted, but you know, they're very useful things. The internet is very <laughs> useful. Our phones are very useful. Our computers are very useful, yeah. but they also take us away from other humans literally in proximity to them. And, you know, mm. I just think about like fucking, chimps and and they're always touching each other and feeling each other and yeah and clearly there's something that they're wired to do in a social way yeah. where even just touch makes such a fucking difference proximity to being in a troop whatever it is and now it's so much easier not only to be lonely but to literally be alone uh, i think it's completely exacerbated by technology yeah. it has to be yeah right um, and I think that that loneliness or being alone is, I like that you brought like the chimps and the animal nature. And so we're wired as social mammals, correct? Right. Yeah. And so we are for however long it took, we needed each other. We needed that mm-hmm. proximity to actually yeah. know we're fucking not going to get killed. Yeah, so, totally. Right. Yeah. Like so, so actual fundamental safety yes. is at the behest of our connection with each yeah. other. Right. And so I think. 
again, this is, I don't, I can't prove this or whatever, but from my experience, I do believe that, um, there is this very palpable sort of underneath the radar, um, uh, arousal in the psych psychotherapy, like in the, in the language of the psychotherapy yeah. would be arousal. Yeah. Right? Not, I'm not sure getting your dick hard. Right. Right. But right. Right. Just like this amped up feeling or this, this anxiety, this fear, this, this basic not okayness. Right. Yeah. And I think that's real. Yeah. I think that the more we do not have human contact and we do not have, I mean, even in this, you know, I'm so glad we get to talk in person. Totally. Yeah. Just because we could have done this on the phone and yep. it would have went fine. We probably would have had most of the same conversation. Totally. Yeah. I guarantee I'm going to walk away feeling more satisfied. Yeah, for sure. Just be like, yeah, I can feel your fucking energy. I can feel, you know, your body language. Right. And it's just like, um, it's more, it's just more meaningful. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. even, you know, in my own periods of depression, in the longer ones, the one in particular that I'm thinking about, the the way that I started to feel started to feel better because I find when I'm in those modes, the thing, the thing that I'm really looking for isn't God. I wish I felt better. The thing I'm looking for is that spark to drive me to start feeling better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. just getting that like l- light under your ass to start changing the getting out of the groove the, that you're in or the rut that you're in, I found that. It really, and you don't, I don't have to be able to explain it to notice that it's true, just being around people. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I genuinely like to be alone so do a I. lot. So do I. And, but, but, but there is something to be said for just literally putting yourself around people. Yeah. It will have this strange, almost uncanny effect where I found myself going home from those things those social gatherings whatever yeah that i didn't want to go to that i made yeah. myself go to yeah. that i might have even had a shitty time at yes i'm going home thinking oh fuck why do i feel better it to expand on that yeah I, I think just to add a little layer of subtlety there too if that people time if that connection time if there is an established established level of i mean call it whatever you want just call it goodwill or good vibes yeah. or friendliness yeah. or care yeah i mean and this is stuff that guys don't necessarily talk about yeah. right but like to be around people that care about you yeah we gotta clear out any stigma like that's right. fucking basic human right. shit yeah. right yeah like, it's true yeah and so i think we're at this place now where and it's a little awkward but in this day and age in some ways we need to curate and we need to consciously find and choose that kind of time right it's not yeah. like i don't I, and maybe this is just my own trip but i used to you know like I, I love going to my men's group. I'd love doing that, whatever. But there's a part of me that's like, like, fuck, why do I have to like plan that? Why do I have to like set aside time for that? Shouldn't I just yeah. have, and I actually to report now, I have little kids and I have a family now. I actually get a lot of my like basic human yeah. connection needs just from my family. Right. Yeah. You know, but when I was single and, and a little younger, like, yeah. it was different. Um, I'm going off on a tangent, but sure. I, but I think there is a, uh, there's a, there's sort of a postmodern whatever fucking age we are in right now. I don't know what age we're in right now. Um, a need to you know, same with like the nutrition or same with our physical health or same like I do believe we now are in a place where we have to consciously make choices about how we're feeding our uh, our emotional world, our psychological world. Yeah, in the same ways. And yeah. so yeah, we can be we can move from being reactive to being proactive. And that's actually when you asked at the beginning where this came from. When I was out there in the wilderness with those dudes, part of the biggest feeling I was having was like, man, this shit works. Yeah. This works. Why do we have to wait until 
a kid blows the fucking yeah. ship right up yeah before we do this can't could we not do this proactively right couldn't yeah. we get ahead of this go get it before it is a problem yeah 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 and i know like economically that poses some problems but i do think we're getting to a a place where that's more doable yeah you know I, I, it makes me wonder because because these groups, I mean, every man, I know these are men's groups, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of this opening up. I'm sure that you see that peop, that men sort of experience, and it's but it's men among men. Yeah. What uh, through the the men that you're sort of coming into contact with in these groups is 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 part of their experience uh, with women out in the world and sort of it not lining up like h- how much of of their of prop men being around women sort of leads you leads men to a group like yours if that makes sense yeah great question so yeah in terms of drivers toward our community um struggles in rela- with relationships yeah. is is primary yeah right yeah. It, it is it is high it's right up there in that cluster of the top markers right so yeah. It's either, you know, I'm single and I don't want to be, yeah. or I finally found this person and I love them, but what the fuck's going on? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, so yeah. man or woman, but, um, th- that's what, that's what shows up in, in that context yeah. more than anything. Um, but that led me to another thought too, which is that the reason for doing it, uh, men, mm-hmm. just men yeah. is it does sort of, it clears away like kind of like one whole layer, like if it's a cake, like a whole layer of the cake yeah. gets like taken off the plate for a while. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's just, there's this sense of, um, heightened safety. Yeah. And cause I do this, I do this, I created a, um, function called the reunion, uh-huh. which is a co-ed version okay. of this. And yeah. we're doing this in the corporate places and stuff. So, right. so this shit works. Yeah. Like regardless. Right. 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 Collection yeah. of humans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is, um, there's something, I don't, and, and listen, this is coming from a guy who spent, you know, many years out in the woods with just dudes. And then I was on that hunting show and spent all that time in the woods with just dudes. And like, I've spent probably more than I cared to <laughs> life with just guys. Sure, yeah. Right. Um, but man, for men who don't have that on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it's like a specific vitamin. Yeah. Right. Like right, if you're taking yeah. your, your fucking vitamins and shit in the morning, like that's one of them. Yeah. It's like a, a mental health thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just talking about that men around women, I, I, why men come to you, I, the only thing I can liken it to is, is, is when I started going to therapy, I was in a relationship and I was fucking, my anger was just like on, mm. on tilt and it yeah. would just, and I, and I, and it was, it was, I remember, I distinctly remember this time in my life because it was the first time I had to confront and think this thing that this way that I am, that is uniquely male in this case of rage yeah. is, is not working for me. It's is not helping me. Yeah. And up until that point, you know, rage, anger, it's like the angry young person thing where it's almost the chip on your shoulder is, it's not necessarily embraced by the world, but it is accepted. Yeah. When you become a fucking adult, that shit's no, uh, no fly. You cannot be a rageful adult, just yeah. kind of period. Yeah. And for me, it was almost like, and I had a, I, I, my girlfriend at the time was like, I'm going to fucking break up with you yeah. if you are like this because I love you, but this is scaring me. Yeah. And I ended up going to therapy and I've been there for, for years and years and that girlfriend's long fucking gone. Yeah. But her advice to go see a fucking therapist is not long gone. You know, I mean, this shit like yeah. just sort of, and, and I could have easily gone the other way. I've been like, because that wasn't, 
it's not fun to hear that you something's a, a way that you are is a problem. No. It's not a fucking fun thing to hear. And, 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 and I, just like any other guy, will easily bend and do some gen- mental gymnastics to be like, well, that's actually, I don't actually have to change. I don't actually oh, have yeah. to do anything about oh, that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's actually wrong because she doesn't know me in this way or whatever the fuck. But all of that's bullshit. The fucking bottom line is that I was a scary person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it took a minute to even get to that. It took an actual threat or ultimatum to get to that. Yeah. But I'm happy I did get to that because it it, it wasn't fucking working for me. Yeah. I couldn't be that way out in the world. You know what I mean? And and it doesn't matter how the fuck you arrive at that. If if it if it's if it's therapy great, if it's I mean what you're doing is what you and every man is. I feel like it's a, it's an actual way to dissolve that kind of shit. And you talk about the layer being missing men or it, it being for men, these retreats or mm-hmm. events, moments, things being about being for men. It's, it, it's going to let men arrive at that destination a lot sooner. Yeah. Because if I know myself, yeah. if I had to talk about my deepest shit around men and women, it would take me fucking longer yeah. to do it around exactly. women. You know what I mean? And, Regardless of who they are. And here's part of the reason too, why, why I do believe in it all the way is that, the I think of a men's group or the everyman thing as a uh, <clears throat> it's really like a it, it's the place to start. It's like it's like going to the gym. It's the practice yeah. place, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you can go in there. One of our sort of guidelines is like it's okay to fuck up here. Yeah, like, right. You don't have to fucking do this right. Just like yeah. be fucking messy if you have to. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. We're just like saying it's okay here. And what happens is that guys they they first of all they get the permission. They start opening up. They start getting the the benefits and the effects of that. They learn how to interact this way. They learn how to be honest, to give feedback, to be angry when they're angry, to fucking share what they're hurting about. All this stuff happens. And then it naturally and organically starts to titrate itself out into life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, like, for example, a guy comes in a group. He's in there for five or six weeks. And then he recognizes, man, there's this thing with my wife that, like, I didn't know how to talk about and it's been fucking me up for years, but like, I feel like I got the skill set now mm-hmm. to, and here's actually, this is interesting. I think it's interesting. Part of it is actually, it's, it's, it's not just in the expression of what you feel. Mm-hmm. It's in the ability to be okay with feeling it. Yes. That is a fucking huge thing. I think it's huge. It, it, huge. It, it's this, it's, it's this huge. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, keep going. No, yeah. so so yeah, no, it's it's like emotions are fucking uncomfortable. You're right, yeah. They're powerful. They're like they're like one of the the sort of metaphors I like to use is they're like wild animals. Yeah. You know, like rage is like a fucking tiger who's pouncing, you know? Right, like yeah. and that is that's that's real. Yeah. And so part of the reason that emotions are so scary for when you don't have the experience with them is that they they are so strong, you're automatic you get an automatic shut off the valve. Right. Like I can't fucking handle yeah, this. You know, yeah. it'd be like going to the gym and like trying to do sets way above your weight right. for a long time. It'd be like, no, well, you're not going to actually get it done. can't. Yeah. Right. 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 So part of this process, it really actually is like a gym. It's like, so, okay, I feel sad about this thing. And, and you sit there in your group and you just have a little space to like fucking slow down. And yeah. it's okay to be uncomfortable with it and be, you know, but you build, you literally were building capacity to feel more. Right. That's one of the, um, I'm glad we're bringing that up because it is really important. Yeah. And it's, it's not one of the first things to come out of these conversations. Yeah, but right. it's fucking crucial. Yeah. Because if I go home 
and you know my wife says something and you know she like hits me in one of those spots that just like fucking right. takes me out right yeah if i haven't like pr- somehow practiced yeah it's almost like the wim hof ice bath shit right like, right right like, like i'm just gonna like feeling what when she does that when she noodles me or needles yeah. me pokes me it's easily more uncomfortable than a fucking sitting in ice ice water oh right yeah. it's just like that emotional feeling that yeah. she, that shame or whatever thing the ears go feel, up and the hair stands oh up my yeah God. It's, an it's like yeah. i don't want to feel that yeah but if i practice feeling it right then i can be there and it's right. still that uncomfortable to be like hey that sucks i feel really like ashamed and uncomfortable right now i don't want to feel this way yeah right and we pierce right through it right yeah is that like yeah totally yeah. i mean the, the the thing you're saying about uh because I find I find men in particular get hung up on this thing where it's like th- they are away, they feel away, and then that is the source of the shame, the feeling that way. Yes, and feeling away, yes. it, there's nothing you can do about that, and whether you like it or not doesn't matter. Whether you try to not feel that way for the rest of your life, it won't matter. It's like. It's like trying to tell someone who to be attracted to, like be attracted to men, be attracted to women. What if you're just not? You, you can't tell yourself enough times yeah. to change the way you are, the feeling that you have. So I think that there's this weird fine line where, where men, it's almost like we get tripped up where we are, we feel, we feel a way and that we're trying to change the fact that we feel that way. Yeah. Instead of just saying, well, I feel that way, that sucks, or whatever it is. Exactly. And then it can dissolve by just saying, well, I do feel that way, <laughs> and that's that, and then the next thing. It truly is. It's that moment of, okay, I accept how I feel no yeah. matter what the fuck it is. Yeah, right, yeah. That is like the ninja level here. Right. Like, no matter what's happening to me, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I feel right. that. I feel fucking rage. I feel sad. I feel yeah. whatever. You know what's interesting, too, is that guys often have even harder time feeling good things feeling joy, feeling uh, proud of themselves, owning yeah. what they're good at. Right. Like it, it, like so it goes it, both ways. It's not saying. just bad shit. Yeah. It's good stuff. And so yeah. you got guys walking around who are actually pretty brilliant, yeah. but have a shitty view of themselves, yeah. believe it. And so they just fucking play small their whole life. Right. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. So, but what you said, so this, this is really important. So the roots of, of what we do are from, so one of my, my co-founder and um, he's like our, uh, our Yoda guy, right? His, his name's Owen Marcus. Uh-huh. And, and he, so he studied with um, some of the leading heads of a movement called somatic psychotherapy. Okay. So it's psychotherapy based in body physiological reality. Okay. The idea that trauma and stress lives in the body and mm-hmm. you can work with things through your body unless your mind. Anyway, so he studied with some of the uh, the founders of those movements. Somewhat out of that movement came two tools, two phrases, which I think... I think we need to teach this in school. So the first is that in the emotional realm, if you name it, so you name it to tame it. Mm. If an emotion mm-hmm. is yeah. if an emotion right. is coming on, if you can have the the wherewithal to stop and say, "I feel sad," yeah, as sadness is happening, what happens is it is it basically shifts the cascade. So emotions have their they have their life. They mm-hmm. like have a half life in your. Um, in your in your neurological yeah. wiring and in your you know your dopamine oxytocin like your, your whole sort of cocktail of yeah. how you feel like it's real like yeah. that shit's real yeah. so but if you can name what you feel it basically puts a cap on how far that emotion is going to uh-huh. go and it doesn't escalate past that point right, so, right. so if if there's an emotion you're feeling that isn't like freaking out level and you say I feel sad just fucking recognizing yeah. it 
dissipates it. Yeah. The deeper layer is called feel it to heal it. Uh-huh. So if there is a uh, a deep feeling happening, if you have full space and permission to feel it all the way, yeah, it goes really deep and offers an avenue toward um, true reconciliation and healing with trauma. Right. So that's like the that's like the crazy shit level. Right. 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 Here's an example that I think is demonstrative. Um, a man named Corey McCarthy is part of our community. He was an ex-con. He is an ex-con. Um, he's got a stepson. He was just on, on the Everyman podcast. I, I heard the episode with Corey. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 but yeah. There's this phrase, man. So um, he went home. His 13-year-old stepson was freaking out. And uh, the mom was like, hey, we got to stop this, right? Corey's like, no, let him go. Uh-huh. The kid raged until he wept. And he wept until he let his parents hold him. Right. That cycle, that full cycle, that loop, that is a full, that is the healthy cycle of a deep, right. wild emotion. Yeah. And that is not what we fucking rarely, if ever, get. Yeah. To actually, so if things are out of control, yeah, where else in life do we have a place where, okay, I'm going to let myself go all the way through that? Yeah. You know? And right. so we're all kind of hanging out here with these semi matured emotions and experiences that are kind of still stuck in us. Yeah. And so they nag and they hang right. and they cling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, there, it, there's a thing where, I mean, just actually what you just said, I recently, cause I try to pay attention when I'm deeply upset or something is, is, is upsetting me in a moment. I try so hard to sit in that moment and, 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 yeah. acknowledge what I'm doing before I let it leak out into the world. Good I'm not you. perfect at it, but obviously, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I do my, my best. And the, the last time this happened, I was sitting there and, and what was going on hardly matters, but, but I was sitting there thinking, okay, I'm ready to be done being absolutely livid right now. Yeah. But I, wa- I wasn't, yeah. I, 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 I was, it was like, I, I was, my fucking lizard brain was just going yeah. off yeah. and it was just, I was offline. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking mad, mm-hmm. even though, I want to call it my other self, even though there's only one of me was totally aware that it was not serving me in any way, but I was, and there was nothing I could do besides yeah. wait. Yeah. It was like, well, I'm, and there was this, there was this clear cut example of like, but I don't want to be that. And it's not going to help me in out in the world, but I am that, Yes. but I am that. And there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. I can lie about it. I mm-hmm. can suppress it. I can let it fly off the fucking handle in a totally uncontrolled way out yeah. in the world and hurt people. Or I can just say, but I, I am that. Yeah. And, and, and that it wasn't, it was this weird. It was like, I was on two tracks at the same exact time, yeah, two different people. And I was like, I'm so fucking mad and I can't stop being mad. I have to just wait. There was nothing I could do. And, and I, it was the weirdest fucking thing. And, and what you're saying sort of hits directly on that for me. And, and, and it's, it's, this, it's this very nuanced thing mm-hmm. to say, to, to, to tell someone, especially who's not versed in this kind of shit at all, you know, it, 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 whatever you feel is okay. Whatever you do, you got to start worrying about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but there is a big yeah. difference. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and feeling anything, it doesn't, it actually doesn't, what the content of that feeling is, 
it it it's not good or bad. There is no mattering to that. It yes. just is what you're feeling. Yes. And to do anything but say, well, that is what I'm feeling, as you say, to name it, to yeah. tame it, that's what it was, right? Name yeah, it. Name yeah. It. I mean, that makes so much fucking sense. I wish I came up with that. Name it to tame it. That's fucking great. <laughs> it's true though, man. These the fucking it, it it's such a yeah. big, big thing. And, yeah. and 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 if someone could have told me that earlier on in my life, that would have been great. Yeah, I know. but but to have to learn that your own way is also great. But fuck, I could have helped me out. You know, it's you know? really interesting. A lot of those young dudes that I worked with in the in the woods or in the mountains, um, so they they got taught that stuff when they were young, right? Yeah, from right. me, from right, like right, the right. program. Sure, yeah. But then they went out in the world yeah. where people don't fucking live that way. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that fucked them up. Right, yeah. Like, so for a while, before I started Everyman, I was uh, I was working on starting a few different companies. But one was um, a sort of a, a step-off program for those kids to be able to – because, I mean, you named, so you named it. So, like, there's two tracks of thinking. You, yeah. you said during – you felt that feeling. Yeah. You could tell that was happening. And this other track was happening at the same time. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to feel that. Yeah. So the the wild thing is here is we are talking about and so not to go all too deep or heavy here but we are talking about our awareness and our consciousness in a yeah. sense and we're yeah. being able to as we step into our emotional being and that part of us and we're comfortable with it we do kind of automatically that second voice that like observer voice mm-hmm. of like oh yeah that crazy shit's happening to yeah, me right, right now. yeah that doesn't make much sense but I can't stop it. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it it truly is. It is a, um, it's pretty wild. You know, I have a, um, I've done a lot of pretty intense, intense shit, a lot of wilderness stuff, yeah. a lot of psychedelic stuff in my younger days, all uh-huh. that kind of thing. And this type of practice, this type of uh, owning this part of ourself, it, it's not trippy in like a whoa way, right? But the, right. the self-awareness yeah. that increases by owning the, these more intrinsic parts of ourselves is truly um, is truly remarkable. Yeah. I mean, even for my own learning and my own experience. So, like, um, yeah, to own the fact that, yeah, there's this rageful part of me or this part that can just pop and go, right. like, whoa, dude, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you I mean, know? it's like, wow. There, the other two options are to pretend like we don't have it yeah. or to actually let it out into the world. Both of those are not good. No. So it's like, wh- what are you going to fucking do? It just is what it is in the most literal way mm-hmm. rage is what it is your ears are fucking up your this the hair is standing up on the back of your neck you're an animal and you're acting like it you yeah. know and yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it yeah. and that's it you know we're not these machines that can just hit a button become aware of the fact that the thing is happening and stop it yeah you can't do that yet yeah you know maybe one day mi- fucking millennia from now if we're still around but like that is the thing i think and it's just it's just once I at least started to recognize th- that because, because I think that I think sh- this kind of shame that we're circling ar- around this entire conversation that men feel is, is insidious in ways that, w- that we haven't been told that it's insidious. You know what I mean? And, and right. I think that this is the, the prime right. way, which is that like we feel shame we might feel shame for being being rageful, being very very angry. To stick with this example, yeah. you know, but that that can't matter at all because it's not going to ever change this this thing that we don't like about ourselves. No. You know what I mean, and and that's not just about rage. It's not just about anger. It's about all of the things that we don't want to be, that we're not supposed to be, whatever the fuck it is. But whether we're supposed to be it or not, 
we just are what the fuck we are. There ain't ain't nothing about that. (laughs) Yeah, and just to talk about the insidious nature of it for a second, and again, not to harp on it, or uh, but the like a repressed angry man just on a general level or some you know imaginary level here um we can all think about friends or maybe ourselves in our lives who had a dad who was this like repressed angry guy and like what were the effects of that right like let's like what is insidious about it what 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 is the actual this is where i'm careful i don't want to get on a soapbox here sure. but but i do believe there's a lot of pain inflicted a lot of harm inflicted on a lot of people yeah. inward and outward yeah. i mean suicide rate in the in the increasing male suicide rate which is out of fucking control yeah. in england right now in the uk it's the number one cause of death for middle aged men number wow. fucking one it's insane and all of like again i'm careful here i don't i don't want to act like this is like the thing yeah, but yeah. um we don't have a, a full knowledge and, and ownership and, and handle on our emotional selves. And so it it comes out in shitty ways. Yeah. And some of it is long, slow. So, for example, my, my dad, my dad's cool with me talking about this. So my dad was a really great dude in a lot of ways, loved uh-huh. me, he was always there for me. And um, <clears throat> I just repressed, like, most everything. Yeah. You know? And, I, and we had a, a pretty uh, contentious relationship most of my life. And then... Finally, he we got together and opened up, and we now have this beautiful relationship. But, you know, if I'm going to look back and look at, like, what hurt me in my life more than anything, what kind of fucked me up, you know, I was like, yeah. he's repression of emotion, right. you know? And um, a man who takes his own life, like, I don't remember the phrase or the statistic, or, like, the collateral damage around yeah. him is immense. Yeah, A man who's abusing drugs or alcohol or goes down that way we all know what that does to the community around him and his loved ones and everything it's just this like boom yeah fucking crater and again i'm extra careful here but sexual abuse and sexual violation and stuff i think there's a whole nother conversation which is that we're not like our sexuality is like a fucking ferrari engine in a go-kart like we don't know (laughs) how to fucking be with it we don't know what to do with it and so you know and I'm again not making any ex- excuses here, but there's just like a massive hole of education yeah. on how to be ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And we're f- it's some of this primal these primal parts of us, our emotions, our sexuality, these things. Like, and I get it. Like that shit's intense. It's wild, yeah. you know. Like, right. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we have at least it seems like we have an opportunity and opening to to educate ourselves and to own that those parts of us thereby hopefully not pushing that shit off and and causing damage around right i mean the sexuality thing is i think was when it when the example in my mind gets stark because again i think i used it as an example earlier like you want to fuck who you want to fuck the end Mm -hmm. it doesn't whatever should be whatever even morally or ethically should be that doesn't matter either and and you just it's purely a body thing. You just, your brain goes off at whatever it is and you are attracted to what you're attracted to and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to fucking change that. And any shame that one might feel about who they want to have sex with or, or how they want to have sex or what they do, what they have to do, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. None of that is necessary because the sex thing in particular is this weird fucking taboo that nobody's ever been allowed to fucking talk about. Yeah. And that shit 
drives me nuts because whenever I see somebody feeling like they fucking are like tepid about the thing that they yeah. want or even yeah. ashamed of it, it's yeah. like, dude, I get it, but like, just it's fine. Yeah, it's fucking fine. And if you if everybody knew that the thing that they felt was fine, yeah, and it's not fine to do everything sexually. <clears throat> doing is different than feeling. Yeah. You feel what you fucking feel. And there's an absolutely nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? And I and I and I think that there that if there's a, a lesson happening, I mean, you talk about this generational thing where your dad sort of passed it on to you. I mean, the 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 silver lining or the seam opening that you're talking about is the daylight being presented is like well now we actually can talk about this shit and figure out what the fuck's going on. I mean, the moment that's presenting us it, itself to us yeah. as men, I guess the way to look at it is like, well, everything moves forward. We have to do that too. We don't have a choice. You know what I mean? We're not going to ever be cavemen again. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We kind of have to, Yeah, you know, and yeah. we're, we're being forced. I mean, we can fight it, right? Right. We, we can, we can dig our heels in and, and, and some are, yeah, right. and the way that looks is that ain't good either. I mean, you talk. Actually, that brings up something I want to ask you about because there's also the fucking men's rights movement, right? Which is different than fucking Very, what you're up to. Incredibly different, beyond different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which do does that even does like the the breeze, the whiff of the odorous, the malodorous whiff of them? Does that ever? get on you just nah, in the public eye nah i mean it, some people have asked that question like i think that's the far that's gone it's like yeah do people associate with you i mean i'm sure somebody has seen something on the, the news about us and maybe immediately had that thought i'm sure yeah but um no i yeah. mean you just got like, like take one look at our website yeah on its face it's very very anything. different yeah. it's just like yeah. it couldn't be more yeah uh, far from the yeah, I, I center. It is the the root of what drives one to something like the men's rights movement though has to be similar to a root of a thing you're seeing a lot, which is like this pain or shame yeah. or whatever it is. That is also what drives people to that shittier side. And 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 I'm curious if like before anyone even gets to moving in a direction any man gets sent on his path towards that shittier side or towards you mm. what what i guess what what is out in the world what messages are being sort of blinked at these men that sort of are pushing them out into either or i guess because there's sure. just there's this nerve that i think is getting hit and the reaction to it is what drives a man one way or the other i mean honestly i, th I think much of that has to do with geography maybe religious background right where, yeah. you, where you land on a political spectrum mm -hmm. you know what's your community the, I, I would say i mean and this is it's not a very uh, subtle answer, but kind of like the voices that are loud in front of you. Right. It's part of it, right? Yeah, so, right, so, right, yeah, right. There, there are these stresses that men probably blanket, find, and feel. Right. And, um, you know, I, I that's a really good question. I don't, I don't fully know the answer to it. I do – what I, what I want to say about that question is that uh, – and I'm just kind of riffing here, but my sense is that – yeah, there's some sort of tension or pain or stress, um, and a guy can, on one camp, kind of take ownership for it, right? Yeah. And say, you know, I have something to do with this. Yeah. 
Um, and then there's, it feels to me like some of that men's rights movement is a commitment to a, uh, like a, it's like committing to it, like a fetal position in a sense, or, or, right. or a blame, a place of yeah. blame or a place of like, um, I actually have a lot of compassion for those guys just yeah. from like a, like a gentle, like, right. a, like a loving place, like compassion. Um, and I just read this article. I wish I had the name of it, but it was a short story. It was a fictional story mm-hmm. written by a woman and it chronicled the, the growth of a, uh, a very sort of left leaning, uh, ultra liberal young man mm-hmm. who was there as like the ultimate ally, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to allyship meetings and the LGBTQ yeah. meeting, all this. And then kept getting like friend zoned and friend zoned and friend zoned mm-hmm. to the place where he started hating himself and going inward and all this stuff. And then the end of the story is him walking into a school and shooting it up. Okay. And the, the, like the arc there, the story arc there of, um, basically being, uh, diminished or made small by, mm-hmm. by women mm-hmm. showed like the, the signs that would drive somebody to that right. level of misogyny, the right. level of hatred and to the point of actually, you know, inflicting violence on somebody. I feel like at any point along, you know, that if, if, if there could be a, a loving friend or a uncle or a mentor or a pastor or a coach or mm-hmm. somebody, it's like that has their feet on, on the ground and be like, yeah. Hey, Hey dude, let's like, let's like go for a walk. And talk yeah. About this. Right. right, right. Y- you know, like I, I, I just like, there's so much crazy shit yeah. out there. And, um, actually it was your podcast. It was yours that I was listening to oh, with, yeah. um, oh man, I forget the guest name, but it was about the, the people who believed, uh, the QAnon shit. Yes. Yeah. Travis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. the idea that people out in the digital sphere can, can hear something, yeah. assume it's very valid and legit, yeah. and just follow that tunnel, and then all of a sudden their world's comprised of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the men's rights shit. I, I made the fucking mistake of reading uh, Elliot Rogers' manifesto, the Santa Barbara shooter dude, and it uh, was like it's like 140 pages of just like he's mad because a girl pushed him in, when he was six. You know what I mean? And he just wow. went off on this fucking path, and it's like. For, I mean, he's obviously mentally ill. Yeah. So, like, there's yeah. there's that, and we can do what w- w- we will with that. But, like, it's just the most fucking, like, you should have talked to somebody about some of this shit exactly. before, before, before. Like, and, yeah. and, and I'm not, it's not like a, mm. I'm not blaming society for what that fucking asshole did. He's a piece of shit, and, and, and obviously that's the end of it. But, but I, I just wonder what, how different this shit would be if these supremely fucking angry men were just like to someone, anyone. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. angry. How do I, what do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that's literally the space that, that you're providing. But, but what are the age groups of, of the guys that come to you? So right now it's just adult men, right? So right, our right. youngest that's come, actually, I think we had a 17 year old. He snuck in. Uh, 18 and up, right? I think the oldest guy we've had is, is 90, 93 and the youngest is 18, right? Or 17. But, um, I'm with you and my vision goes beyond the current iteration of every man by right, far. Right, right, right. This shit is simple. Yeah. This, this is really easy to teach. Yeah. It's really easy to enact. We could train like all of our middle school teachers across the country in this and, you know, an afternoon each, right? Yeah, like, like right, we right, can right. do that. Yeah. Like we can, um, 
because I believe in what like that potential intervention yeah, right, should yeah. be a community driven it sh- it should happen naturally right that's yeah. what what I think a healthy functioning community would happen yeah right? totally like, yeah. Like, yeah like I said like hey dude lots going on here you know come on let's talk about this let's let's the, the, and you're right it's not happening for a lot of reasons right I mean and, the the isolation that we were talking about earlier could have something to fucking do with it I mean the increasing isolation that one can be afforded yeah. Uh, People can really fucking find a bad zone to be in when they don't have to be around people. And I got to also sort of knowing, sharing my experience of being with, um, you know, these juvenile delinquents, these these kids who are locked up, these people's lives are really fucked up. Man. Yeah. Like there's, like there's a lot of people that are living in really fucking hellish lives. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, um, it's kind of it can even be devastating to accept that reality right that people's yeah. realities can be really fucking painful and yeah. really fucked up yeah but one thing that i think is that is productive to one of the main things i learned working with these young guys is that the biggest bullies and the ones that were the most aggressive and harmful unequivocally well there there is a very small percentage that are psychotic or right. have real yeah like you know, non-fixable, not normal stuff. Right. Yeah. But that's it's actually a very small percentage. The the rest of of those guys, the bullies, the more of a bully they were, always they were hurt the most as a kid. Totally. It's 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 like clockwork. You know. Yeah. And I, and so part of my big big vision here, again, like thinking really really big, is that if we could make the leap to understand that, mm-hmm. if we could actually just because it's not a mystery. It's not some magical shit. It's actually how it works. Yeah. You get fucking hurt real bad. Yeah. You don't deal with it. You hurt other people. Yeah. It's just the way it works, right? Yeah. So if somehow we could like upgrade our understanding of that, yeah. culturally speaking, I think we could begin to um, insert more of this um, structure of, of mentorship and, and yeah. capacity and understanding. And I, I think I think there's something happening right now that um, – for whatever reason, culturally, um, I think we have, again, I, I, to put it in, in the positive light, we have an opportunity to start making some of these changes. Yeah. And this, just to share why I'm so fucking, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I'm passionate about this, but I got two little boys. Yeah, right. One-year-old yeah. and three-year-old, yeah. you know? And, um, I mean, I just, I can't, I can't sit idly yeah, and like, and like participate in a in a fucking world that's gonna fuck them up even more. Yeah, my brother. I mean, I don't have any kids, and my brother doesn't, but he's having his first son uh, next month. Wow. And yeah, it's on my mind too. This shit. I, the last thing you were saying made me think. Maybe want to bring up this thing of this idea of control. Mm. This that uh, that the abuse begetting abuse sort of it's kind of about seizing the control that you so were so helpless and uh, and things were so out of control yeah. when one is abused that they sort of perpetrate that back into the world by exerting its it one's control over it. You know what I mean? I'm curious as as to how much control or lack thereof comes up for you and 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 the men that you talk to in your groups a lot because to me when I look out at it, yeah. I see. Con- Control in, in its classic form, in the classic, in the in the in the true meaning of, of the word, or the 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 word, the way that we've come to understand it, I feel like in the classic sense of control, it's sort of 
less and less attainable and easier to be reminded that you control very little when you look out at the world, right? <laughs> right. Because I mean, yeah. when you talk again, we're talking historically, we're used to being in villages and just knowing what we see the happening around us. Yeah. The degree to which you might have control over that is, is who knows, but at least it's within view. You have an understanding of the world. Now just go online, see anything happening anywhere in the fucking world. It's so easy to feel out of control. Yeah. You can, it's so or rather it's so easy to be reminded that you have no control. And I'm wondering if that is playing a part in your eyes, if you're seeing that, this sort of like feeling of helplessness or having no control and being reminded of that and, and how, how to deal with that as, as like a potential thing that, <laughs> that we run into. I, I, you think you, I think you may have just like put your finger on something pretty profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just having this thought for the very first time. But I, I, as you said that, I could just find kind of feeling it for myself. So yes, if, if we're reckoning with the fact that uh, we are wildly insignificant right. and, you know, tiny compared to, and, and this overwhelming behemoth of everything right, else, yeah. then, you know, holding on to the belief that we can control our emotions, we can control all this, all this like tight shit yeah. that we had defined ourselves as. Right. It's being blown the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I had never thought about it that way, but but I do really think that it probably all ties together. Yeah, I mean, I just think about if I was if I was younger. I mean, I'm already an anxious, depressive person. If I was fucking, let's say I was 15 now. Yeah, I don't know what I would be like. You know what I mean? Like I I, I knowing the way I am, it just seems like I'd I there would be so many more avenues to make an error along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, 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 I don't know if it worries me, but it, it does weigh on my mind rather heavily. Just thinking about the, how easy it is to be reminded of the fact that we never have the one thing all of us want, which is control. You mm. know what I mean? And we, we, to, to feel like we have any, we would need a prolonged period of not being reminded that we have none. Whereas in the past, that would seem very possible. You know what I mean? We could feel like we had control we a can't, lot easier. We, we can't fool ourselves. We can't trick ourselves we can't, with that We shit can't. Anymore. It's true. Yeah, it's right. so true. I think there's a lot of pieces of that. I, th- I think, yeah, the internet obviously has a massive piece of that. I also just think the um, the fairly large-scale adoption of, of psychedelics and, and, and general yeah. approach of, of, of that. Right. Also, it's. I mean, you can't... You can't like. I mean, either of those. Go on the internet for three hours, yeah. or or you know, smoke something that sends you to, the, to right. the cosmos, and then come back and be like, "Well, I'm gonna stay here in my <laughs> yeah, yeah. little it's box." Easy. Yeah, and, you Fuck, know, yeah. it just doesn't. It doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do think that once that um, we're getting so yeah, we're maybe we're getting this push over the edge to recognizing that um, in some ways surrender is maybe the only option left. I think I, I, I come to that sort of realization in different arenas of my life. Mm -hmm. This idea of like, Oh, all I can do is surrender. Yep. And that's always been my only option, but I just never considered it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Surrender doesn't obviously, once you do it or once you start to consider it, doesn't mean fucking giving up. No, it means that there's only (laughs) so much you can do out in the world and 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 much of it only has to do with you and what's happening in you you're mm-hmm. not gonna fucking 
look, I don't mean to sh- sound like a pessimist, but you're not going to fucking change the world in the way that you might think you would have when you were young. That's just not yeah. not going to happen unless you're fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And then God bless you if you are. But uh, but yeah, I, I just think that there's this there's this uh, the surrender thing yeah. I come back to all the time in my life, and. I've, I I have a phrase that I use a lot, which is that something brought me to my knees. Yeah. And I think that when I say it, I mean it. So I, I'm, I'm glad to have said something brought me to my knees. It, like, it made me surrender. Whether it was a good or bad experience, usually it's a bad one. But yeah. ultimately, the, the, the act of surrendering was something that I should have done and I needed to do. And whatever brought me to my knees, I may hate the experience yeah. of it, but it did get me to my knees. Yeah. And, then, and, and that isn't, a bad thing it, it is the only thing yeah. to do you know and whether again this idea of is it a good or a bad thing the feeling or the experience it doesn't matter it is the experience it is the feeling yeah and then that's the starting point mm-hmm. the starting point is that is the that is what's happening mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you like that or not you know what i mean it really is it's like we've been wearing these goggles or these glasses that like have this uh, Im- image of control or this 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 world we've created or we've believed in or we've participated yeah. in and, and like these are just getting like kicked off our face yeah one by one in a yeah. sense and and yeah i think with that surrender comes the the possibility to um actually this interesting like sobriety in a sense being like sober or even sanity mm mm-hmm. mhm like all of this shit that was made up, yeah, yeah, no yeah. longer. When I do surrender, it's almost like you look around and like, "Fuck, all right, right, this is where I am. This, this is, is who this I is what am. It really is. This now. is what is actually happening. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. Talk about dissolving layers. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, Chris, how long have we been going? Oh shit. Okay, yeah. I gotta take a piss. Uh, but I, but I wanted to. I think the way to wrap this up is 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 if if you're if you're not you and you're a man who is struggling out in the world one way or the other, obviously you'd recommend them come join a group. But like, what what do you tell that faceless man out there who might need to be hearing some of the things that yeah. you're you and your guys are sharing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the main thing would would be. All, all those things you're wrestling with. Yeah. So, so am I. Right. So is all the other guys. Yeah. yeah. Like if that gives you even a, a little bit of solace and, and it feels like good. You right. Know? Like um, that can be said with a lot of compassion and love. Like, hey, man, like, it, you know, and it can also be just like, hey, get over yourself. Right. Yeah. You're not, yeah, so you're not the only one. You're not yeah. so unique. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that that's helpful. But also there's an encouraging level here, which is that through this process, through the surrendering, through the uh, owning up to what's actually there is, um, is like uh, time and time and time again, like a fucking fast track mm-hmm. toward better shit. I'll just yeah. say really bluntly. So the very first every man group of all time, I started Bozeman, Montana. I was living in Montana and, um, Within, I think it was like five or six months of starting, like 65%, I think six out of 10 or six out of nine guys of the group had left their shitty job and either started their business or like upgraded to a new level. So, so like, there's like a lot of stuck guys just stuck, right? Not going to do, and what, and it's not any magic. It's just actually like a place to go to and 
be honest and then, you know, have people kind of say, Hey, you've been talking about wanting to do this for seven years. I'm, it's kind of annoying to hear about it every week. So right, right, right. I'll yeah. let you go do it. Right. Yeah. And so we're talking about healthier relationships. We're talking about, um, yeah, moving past this, the fucking shitty stuck work thing you're in. And, um, and I, like, I actually don't like this. I, I don't like to try to entice guys. In. Yeah. I, like, right, actually, right. 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 Actually, I'm quite anti that. I'm like, yeah. Hey, we're doing this. If you, if you feel called, come please, or don't come. please yeah. come. Right. Right. Um, but I do think the larger message to, to, you know, societal message or whatever is, um, again, I'm careful about this. It's, this, this is, you're kind of stretching. This is good. You're challenging me at the end here. Um, I do feel a responsibility to our younger generations. Yeah. I do. I'm a dad. Yeah, right? Right, and, right. And I think a lot of guys do. A lot of guys are actually looking for a fucking way to help or yeah. do something good or to serve or to be of help. Cause the other thing, I mean, before we jump off here, I think the one thing that I, I do know that my young self did not know is that you'll someone will do a thing when they're going to do the thing. You're not going to fucking speed it up. You're not going to slow it down. No, everything is swirling around you. It doesn't really fucking make a difference. The person's going to do it or not do it when they're going to do it. And that's it. You know what I mean? Uh, But yeah, I think what what you're doing is super fucking important, super interesting. And I, and I appreciate you talking to me about it. This, this stuff is, this is a big, big, big fucking thing. And you're, you're, you're doing good work, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming down. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah.